everybody, and welcome to House of Noise. This is more of a... Um, this is a sad one yeah, for us. Yeah, this is a sad one. This is kind of like, um, to me, it's in memory. You know, it's kind of our testament to uh, the singer Will Price. Um, this is episode number 20. Yep, 20. And um, this was, we interviewed Will Price of Long Claw, and as we're trying to allude to, he did end up passing away. Uh, May 3rd. May 3rd of this year, 2019. So after the episode or after the interview airs or we play it, uh, we're not going to have anything afterwards. So um, we're going to say now that um, you can go to their Facebook and their website and they have merchandise like shirts and hoodies and stuff that you can buy like in, in memory memory of will type stuff and it helps the family out so if everybody can go over there and and if even if you could donate a few dollars you know to help them out um that'd be great appreciate it, and yeah, I know you it can, is, I know, i'm pretty sure you can still buy the cds too you so. can it's um the website's uh volatilemerchandise.com the link will be in the description too. But yeah, I remember this uh, interview. We had a little bit of trouble in the beginning. We did. A little Skype issues. He was having trouble. We were having trouble. And we all got worked out. And we had we, a, did. we had a great interview. And he's a really nice guy. And very nice. A lot of fun to talk to. So we hope everybody enjoys this episode um, with Will Price and. Please get over there and donate like a dollar or two or anything that can help out the family. Purchase a shirt, get Disastrophe. It's a great album. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, enjoy this episode. from House of Noise. Hey. Hey. Um, it, it didn't come through on my Skype, <laughs> which is the phone number that I have connected to it. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, that is strange. Mm. I will have to talk to, about, talk to my engineer about that because that's really odd. Yeah. That's like, this is one of the first times we've had an issue yeah, with it. So. Honestly, it is because we've had people call. I mean, that's the hotline number, so... So I will. Uh, I'll mention that to Dan and say, "What is going on?" Yeah, I mean, it might be on my end. I, I don't know. Um, I had Skype on my on my system mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago, and then I tried logging into it, and it wouldn't do anything. Um, and then I had to get it off of my computer and reinstall it. Ah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what they should do. Are we? Are, aren't you supposed to just uh, call like with just a regular phone number, right? I mean, we call it a Skype line, but it's just a regular line to call, right? Well, no, it's actually on Skype. Oh, yeah. I don't know how this works. It's okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, join, I'm just the helper. Join the club. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, last time we gave you the wrong number, so. <laughs> So anyway, how's it going? <laughs> how's how's uh, Long Claw doing? 
<laughs> Good. <laughs> so are we going to be able to do an interview like this? Yeah. We I are. Mean, we are. Yeah, we're, we're we are interviewing so. right now. Yeah. You're live. Oh, okay. Air, okay. So. Well, then let me close this stupid Skype thing. Okay. And uh, then we can uh, just talk. Awesome. I like talking. So. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. Yes, nice, nice to meet you. Guys. Too. Yeah, I'm glad this uh, we were able to reschedule and uh, do this because I felt I felt horrible that night. I'm like, well, yeah, we waited around forever and you know, you know, you didn't call and we're like, well, what the heck? So then I talked to Barbara and she's like, yeah, this is the number he called. Well, apparently the other guys in the other studio didn't let us know. No, they didn't say a word to yeah, us. Yeah, nothing. So I'm like, all right, wonderful. Thanks. It's all good. I, yeah, I left a message on that line, but, yeah. I, you know, so, but so, it's all good. It happens. Cool. So anyway, how the heck are you? I'm fine. Um, just, uh, you know, doing the long claw thing. Yeah. How, uh, you guys put out Disastrophe. It's been out for since May the 18th. So what's the feedback been like? Because you guys, it's been out. What of people, you know. Uh, it, we've gotten really positive feedback uh, so far. I haven't really seen, really seen anything negative. Um, uh, you know, playing some shows here and there. Um, um, you know, I do, I do our videos for us. So I've been working hard at that because it, you know, it takes a long time. Right. Um, especially the editing process. Oh yeah. But, um, so, you know, we're just, uh, we're plugging away like, like a lot of other bands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you just put out a new video, didn't you recently? Yeah. Yeah. It's a video for our, the, the, the one and only ballad that I've ever written in my entire life, which mm-hmm. is called razor blade tears. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just put that out about four days ago or yeah. so. Yeah. It's a great track. I love it. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. We actually played, that was one of the songs I played earlier. Oh, cool. So. Every great rock star needs a ballad, right? I guess, man. I, I you know, I, I've never even contemplated no. doing something like that. But yeah, I started to um, go through a divorce, and it, I was just like, you know, this this isn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to write a pissed off song about it. You know, right. I, I just wanted to write write for the first time something something that, that was sad yeah. to me because yeah. everybody has you know everybody has that emotion mm-hmm. sadness and and so you know sort of put it together and wrote the lyrics and you know the simple lyrics and you know I was also drinking myself to death at the time and um, you know that that shows in the video and um, you know I, I was jobless and almost homeless and but um, you know it, it all worked out in the end um, you know I did get the divorce and my uh, my ex and I we we speak to each other texting every day we're still really great friends and and um you know, so it's it's worked out. It's worked out well in the end. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Him and I are both divorced, so yeah. So we so we understand get it. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you you know you write what you feel and you feel what you write. You know, you, yeah. just, you just you know you speak from the heart when you write lyrics anyway. So you know it can't all yeah. be angry and you know crazy and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Plus, you know, I, li- I like to have fun with lyrics, too. Yeah. You know, like I March of the Trolls. Yes, yeah. that was, um, I was just going to mention that. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's about internet trolls and, you know, um, I don't know if you've, have you guys seen the video for that? I don't think I've seen the video mm-hmm. for that Not one. Not for March of the Trolls. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. I, I, oh, yeah, um, I, did. I do remember it. We have a, a guy in the video who, who used friend. to be my supervisor of mine at work. Really? I asked him to, I asked him to star as the, as the tr- internet troll. And then he came over and he just, he just did such a great job. He's a really big guy. I was <laughs> say, isn't he a and, very large um, guy and he's around a bunch of computers and he just keeps, yeah, does he yeah. eat a lot? I can think I remember him eating a lot. Yes, he was eating a lot of Cheetos. Okay, yeah, um, which is the video. Something, something I have in the lyrics, and um, you know, because that's a sort of a stereotypical um, view of you know internet trolls. They sit in their underwear and eat, eat Cheetos all day and just troll people online. So right, right. Have you uh, ever had to deal with internet trolls? Um, occasionally, but then I just end up blocking them. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. <laughs> So actually, I have a, a former band member from way back mm-hmm. who, um, who I guess can't get over the fact that that the band Boiler, way back in the day, we were signed to Mayhem Records, which mm. was a subsidiary of, of Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, I guess he can't get over the fact that he, he quit the band and we replaced him. And so still to this day, he will leave comments. You know, on on our social media, and then I'll, you know, just market as spam, and I don't even respond. But um, great guitar player. <laughs> yeah. But but um. I've, so yeah, I I mean that's that's about the extent of it. Yeah, I, I've never understood people that do that. To me, it's kind of sad. It really is. You know, it's it's um. You know, I, I think it's just people that have a lot of time in their hands and are are really insecure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I've true. got I've got much better things to do with <laughs> life and to do you know things like that. So. Yeah, you're kind of busy um, being you know dealing uh, running a business called um, Long Claw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, we um, we've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of musicians over some time. And I wondered if you would agree that the relationship between the label and a band has become more it, it's changed and that it's become more of like a business arrangement where, you know, you both have business things you have to kind of maintain to have the band survive? I would say, I would, I would agree with that, that statement. Um, I think, you know, when I first started and, and when I first started, it was still really businessy, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but it's gotten much more so probably with the, you know, the advent of social media and, you know, cause when I was, when I started, there was, there was not even email. You know, and uh, you know, I'm dating the hell out of myself. But, so that was a few, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know, it. You know, social media is a double-edged sword. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can you, you can with the labels, it it kind of you know they're they're struggling to do what they do, 
you know, on their end, and we're, we struggle to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, it's a mutual, you know, it's mutually beneficial. But um, you know, it's it's always been a business. Um, but you know, it, it, you know, and and I I talk to the label regularly. Um, and in a very friendly way, we, we exchange messages and, and, um, it, you know, it, but it, it just is that, you know, it is a business on their end. Mm-hmm. You know, for the artist, it's, you know, we want, you know, to make some sort of living or some sort of money out of it. Um, but, you know, we also, it's, it's what we do for, our artistry, um, you know, we, this is, you know, I, I don't write songs because I think, okay, I'm going to write this song. And then once it's done and recorded, um, someone's going to give me $10,000 because a lot of people loved it. You know, I write a song because I love writing the song. Right. Right. Um, so Again, it's, it's, you know, and, and the people at labels, you know, they, they, they love the music, but you know, they, they have a bottom line. Yeah. So, so that's pre- pretty much a long and short of <laughs> what I have to say about that. <laughs> so I, do you guys have day jobs? Cause you know, to, uh, kind of supplement your income I mean most people can't afford to be in a band and be like I, you know that's the only thing I'm going to do and and whatnot. So yes okay. yeah we all we all have day jobs um you know I'm a I'm a warehouseman mm. I work in uh, receiving at a, at a warehouse that's nearby although I've been out of work for quite some time because of a shoulder injury but I'm hoping to go back pretty soon Ouch. but um um, Danny's a Danny, one of the guitar players. He's a he's a metal worker, um, so he does construction. Mm-hmm. Um, Debt, our drummer, also does uh, construction. And uh, Sean, Sean is actually a stagehand slash, I guess, stagehand supervisor. Oh, okay. Um, so when when all the he works for a company that when all the big acts come come to into into town, he he actually works on setting up their sets and oh, wow. okay. you know anything from Metallica to Mariah Carey to you know nice. whoever. Okay. So, okay. but his job is more like I've got to work fifteen hours in a row. Right. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. As opposed to me, it's like you know I got eight hours a day, five days a week. It's all such schedule mm-hmm. so his is all over the place so uh, how does that work with uh touring is that why you guys are doing like a lot of one-offs and just staying in the local area well we're doing one-offs for now until especially until my my shoulder injury can be um dealt with mm-hmm. um no his job he can he can take or leave um you know, they offer him basically, do you want to do this day? Do you want to do that oh, day? Okay. So he, he can turn down or accept whatever he he wants to as in terms of his financial need and and what have you. So now we're we're just kinda it's 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 unfortunate. I was lifting weights one day two months ago and I um 
I got a uh, bulging disc in my neck now. Oh, and nice. it's created a pinched nerve. Right. So I'm dealing with my insurance company. They keep putting me off, putting me off, you know, well, you and the doctors and mm-hmm. so forth. So, but, um, so that's why we haven't really done a lot of touring yet. Um, we're looking to hopefully do some of that at the end of the year mm-hmm. um, or the beginning of the year. But, you know, we got a show coming up in North Carolina in a couple of weeks. And oh, good. So we're looking for that, forward to that. Hopefully we'll get another show added to that. Yeah, that um, is that the one at uh, Drunk Horse, the Drunk Horse Pub? Yeah, the Drunk That's Horse Pub, yeah. We've, yeah. Uh, Sean and I used to be in a band called Muckraker. Yep. We, we played there before. So. Oh, okay. Do you do you have a preference as far as large venues versus small venues, or it doesn't really matter? Large versus small venues? Yeah. Well, yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love a large venue if it was filled with people, Mm -hmm. and I hate a large venue if there's not that many people there. Yes. Um. And vice versa, if you're in a small place and there's five people there, you know, to me, it's all about the people that come that you get to have fun with while you're doing your set. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and it has to deal with the, you know, the, the, the people at the clubs and, you know, how, how amenable they are Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, not really. Each place is, is different. You know, I, I've played, I've played all over the country with my former band Boiler. Um, you know, we were from upstate New York, and yep. um, yeah, we did a lot of touring. I've played in a lot of places, and um, it, you know, it's it's it all depends on the place. Yeah, were there? Um, did you find there were there markets that were harder to get into than others? <coughs> um, not really. I mean, I don't really know that side of it when mm-hmm. when Boiler was together because we had a booking agent uh, and he arranged all that stuff. Um, uh, I remember at the time he's actually ironically because we're from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He was having a hard time getting us into Atlanta, but that really? was you know, you know that that was way back when I was from upstate New York, so mm-hmm. it was a you know different mindset for me, right. but. Um, you know, I mean, you could get into New York City, you could get into Chicago, Detroit, um, you know, Boston, you know, I've played all those places, a lot of places in Florida, um, you know, but again, it, it kind of depends on what the club wants and what they think they're going to be able to do with you. Yeah. So did you have a lot of fans that came over from uh, Boiler and, you know, help, uh, you know, support you with Long Claw and everything you're doing with these guys? Um, lots of fans from our hometown. Okay. Uh, from my hometown, Ithaca. Um, okay. But uh, they're all the way up north. Um, you know, we've had a tremendous, I've had a tremendous amount of support for what I'm doing personally mm. um, from a lot of, you know, people I, I grew up with and, and people from Ithaca, um, you know. But, you know, they're, they're hundreds of miles away um, to come out to shows. But, you know, a lot of them, 
you know, have gone gone up and and bought CDs and watched the videos and sent me messages about you know how how great they think everything's going for me and you know I'm very appreciative of that stuff. Um, it makes you feel good that you know the thing that you love to do that that people remember you. Yeah. And um, so. It's always good to have support, though. A good support system really help, helps you keep going, you know, because you're going to have, like you just had recently, you're going to have down days. You're going to have down times where, you know, it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, and it helps having those people to help, you know, push you through and reassure you that what you're doing is, matters. is what you want to do and it matters, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's really important. And, uh, yeah, because if it wasn't for that kind of feedback and, you know, that kind of support, you'd, you know, eventually you're like, why am I doing this? Right. You know, and there's been, there's been times where, you know, because this is a rough business. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. been times where I, I have been like, why am I doing this? But the music just keeps calling me back. And, you know, I've got it. Um, you know, extreme support for my ex-wife, for my girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, say this is the best stuff you've ever written. You've got to keep going, right. you know, and, and, um, you know, that's, that's been a catalyst for a lot of this. The, um, and I wonder too, when you do, when you've done and when you do the show you're doing like in August, do you guys tend to play with the same, the bands that kind of have the same sound or similar sound as you guys or does it really matter? I mean, it does matter. Um, I've played in Atlanta. For some reason, there's a lot of like thrash death metal Mm. in Atlanta. Um, Not a lot of groove stuff like we do. Mm -hmm. You know, we're more of a clutch Right. TOC down Black Sabbath kind of band. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a lot of a lot of bands here that do that. Um, and so a lot of the shows we've done here um, have been, you know, with bands like that. Mm-hmm. And you know they're really great at what what they do. But I I mean, you know, when I see tours going on like with like. Black Label Society, Clutch, and COC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, you know, that's a well put together lineup. Um, you know, the 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 bands are different from each other, but it's it's not so different, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, so. But most of the time, I mean, like, you know, when we're going to do this uh, Fayetteville show, North Carolina, August third. Uh, you know the 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 promoter is putting together the other act, so uh, you know, and I I don't know what they sound like or you know, what's it going to be like. I w- I would prefer if they they be more, you know, more of our kin music wise, but right. you know. But if they're not, you know, I, I mean, we always stay and watch everything. Yeah, well, that's and uh, su- support the other bands. So yeah. well, I'd say at the same time, you wouldn't want five other bands that sound exactly like you either. So a little diversity, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, I yeah. No, I'm just talking of like a similar genre, right? As right. opposed to as opposed to extremes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I you know I'd rather not play with a band that that sounds like Cradle of Filth, right? You know. Right. That, <laughs> That's completely, you know, um, but 
But, you know, when I was in Boiler and we toured the country, I swear to God, every other place we played, you know, because corn was really oh, huge yes. at the time. Yeah. It seemed like every other place we played, we played with a band that sounded exactly like corn. Really? Yeah. yeah. So. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, if you, if you could name something... Um, what did you enjoy most about Disastrophe from start to finish? Huh. That's a good question. I don't think I've ever had that kind of question before. Um, ming, ming, ming. <laughs> I, um, I really enjoy laying down vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like perfecting them but not to the point where it's like ridiculous you know um uh my my lyrics and my vocals mean a lot to me like i used to be one of those guys who you know just yelled pretty much when i started out um but now you know i've been trying to train my voice and Gain influences from some of my favorite singers to to be more of a singer, and that process will probably never stop. But um, but yeah, I I really enjoy I really enjoyed laying down vocals in the studio, and and I had to redo my entire bass line for every song, um, just because the tone that we ended up getting on the first take wasn't. Um, what I really cared for. Oh, okay. So we went through and and did that. Um, and I'll tell you right now, probably the worst thing about being in the studio is all the waiting time. Oh, yes. You're waiting for everybody else, and then you're waiting for the uh, you know the engineer mm-hmm. to get the sounds mixed, and you know. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of downtime. Yeah. But um. I, I like being in the studio. It's it's fun. Me. Yeah. Now, does the rest of the band come up with um, you know different riffs and different ideas for you, or do you guys all kind of collaborate together? I know you're saying that you write I, um, lyrics, but I come up with about ninety percent of the riffs. Okay. Um, you know, I I'm just one of these people that I just. It's my favorite. One of my favorite parts of being in a band is actually the writing process. So I will, I will sit at home. I'll have an idea, and I'll just work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it until it's done. And then I'll bring it to the to the band and you know show them the riffs I got. And um, luckily for me, with these guys, like ninety nine point nine percent of the things that I brought to the table, they've they've loved. So. You know, then we start working out the songs and, and the arrangements and um, the arrangements we typically, I'll, I'll usually have a vague idea of arrangement, but, you know, sometimes those ideas just don't work out right, um, right. Yeah. until you get together with the band. Um, right. So we'll work on arrangements and, and I get to practice. Okay, how am I going to sing this song? You know, am I going to go high here? Am I going to go low here? Is this going to be a rough, mm-hmm. you know, rough voice? or a cleaner voice or or how should I phrase this and um, so um, 
I will say uh, we just recently came up with a song called, uh, that I ended up calling The Fox Knows Nothing, oh. which uh, Danny, one of the guitar players, wrote all the riffs for. And it is just so amazing. Cool. Um, and it's really tested my my vocal ability because I'm singing stuff that I never in my life ever thought I would be, <laughs> be able to even accomplish. So it's it's been a real thrill for me every time we do the song. It's just it's wonderful. So, so you know, other people do bring do bring things to the table, and, and that's great. I just I'm so obsessed with doing it that I've always yeah. got something. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, and you know, I was going to tell you take care of your vocal cords because I Avenged Sevenfold just canceled their tour because he has some injury or damage to his oh, vocal injury cords. or infection yeah. or something. I don't remember what so, I know, but as a singer, it happens you know. all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've had experience with this. You know, I've been doing this for yeah. quite a while. So you were a um, at first too, for so I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like to sing. You know, I, I, I don't like to take long breaks between rehearsals or shows, <clears throat> you, know, you know, without doing it. Because eventually I have this thing I call throat calluses. Mm. If you wait too long, it's harder to do it. Okay. You know, you mm-hmm. build up your throat to just to to do it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And um, it's literally like, you know, without being crazy about it, right. the more you, the, the more you do it, the tougher your throat gets. At least that's the case for me. Right, right. So, so you, you, know, you don't sing in the I know. Summer? Back in the day before, way back in the day, I used to have a drummer, and my drummer and boiler, um, Jay Harmon, he, he used to be a drum tech and he worked for Soundgarden and Allison Chains and okay. all kinds of bands. But he, um, he was out on the road with Soundgarden and, you know, Chris Cornell, you know, they had to stop playing for quite a while because his voice was just gone. Yeah. And he saw specialists about it through, through or voice trainers and eventually he was able to get back in the game. But so, yeah. but yeah, I try, I try to be careful. Well, that's good. So you say you don't, you don't sing in the shower, you know, just randomly walk around singing all the time. No, no. The only time I do any kind of like singing is along with stuff that I, I'm listening to that I like, you know. Singing your um, like I got a new favorite band called um, Mutoid Man. Have you guys ever heard of them? Oh, no. Mm. Oh, so crazy and great. I mean, anyway, yeah. I'll just <laughs> sing along to them, but for the most part, you know. Yeah. I actually don't don't do a lot of singing other than at rehearsals and, yeah. and shows so or unless I'm working on something. And you know, that's kind of funny because I think most people assume that if you're a singer, a performer in a band, that you do karaoke, that you sing a lot. Like, right. you know. Any yeah, it's actually not really good. Um, what was her name? I think... Is that, that chick from Canada, Celine Dion? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember she um, saw something on TV once that she was doing some sort of tour and she was having some sort of uh, throat issues. And um, so she decided throughout the whole tour that she was not going to basically talk at all. Mm-hmm. She would only whisper or write down what she wanted to say. Yep. Um, you know, to save it all for the performance. So. Yeah. 
but people different people handle it differently i guess right right um so before a performance or even before rehearsal because i don't know how often do you guys get together to rehearse prior to going out to perform just out of curiosity because i don't know i mean prior to perform or just in general we we try to rehearse three three times a week um you know, it just keeps us, keeps us, keeps our chops up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of a general rule. Um, it also depends on Sean's schedule. Right. Uh, right. When he's got to go set up for Metallica or Kid Rock or whoever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, we try to, we try to, you know, we want to, we want to do it like we're, you know, we're on the road. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Because you're, when you're on the road, you're doing you know, it depends on what your schedule is, but you know, you could be doing four or five, six days in a row, mm-hmm. you know, or you could be doing three and then one off and then four and then, you know, whatever. Right. Right. Um, when you guys do have a rehearsal, it, do you tend to warm up with the same song or do you change it up every time? I'm sorry, I, I missed that last when, question. When, when you guys have rehearsal, do you tend to warm up with the same song, or do you change it up every rehearsal? Or you just do the la 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 la. Well, la. <laughs> <laughs> well, recently we've been writing a lot of new stuff. Oh, cool. Um, so we've got actually seven new songs. Sweet. Wow. Um, already. Um, so we we've been concentrating sort of on those when it gets starts to get closer to. To a you know when we do a show we'll we'll start hitting the older ones but we have been hitting hitting the older ones lately only because we you know we got some stuff yeah. coming up yeah but um but yeah uh, I mean you know we're we love working on new, new stuff so yeah. and the old stuff and it keeps the old stuff older stuff fresh you know so right. you know you don't get too uh, played out on it mm-hmm. you know so when you go back and play it sometimes it's a little rusty but you get back into into the saddle you know and and the rust blows off and you know it 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 becomes just like you know like riding a bike you know yep exactly cool. exactly now, at one point, this seemed to be the thing where a lot of people were kind of jumping on the cover song bandwagon, but I think it's not so much the thing that everybody's doing now at this point. Really? I, got, I feel the opposite on that. I feel like it's in full swing right now. I think it's calmed down a little bit. But are you a fan of cover songs, or is that you just, you know, totally original material all the time? And if you guys were to do a cover song, who would you? what artist would you cover? Okay, so with with Muckraker, the band previous to this, mm-hmm. um, we always did one Black Sabbath cover song because oh. um, Black Sabbath is my favorite band of all time. Awesome. So, um, so we would change that up, you know. After a while, we we did four or five, six different Black Sabbath songs. With this band thus far, um, we've been doing the Wizard um, from Sabbath, but without uh, a harmonica player because we don't have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Sean, Sean has managed to mimic. 
the harmonica with his guitar. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, it doesn't sound exactly it's not a harmonica. exactly like the harmonica. <laughs> but um, so you know, we we've been doing that. I, I I like I like throwing one out there. Just you know, I I think that the crowd is like you know a lot of times people are are in the club and they they don't know all your original songs or maybe they don't know any. Right. You know, right. but. Maybe they'll leave that night thinking, you know, oh, Longclaw, that was that band that did The Wizard tonight. Right. Uh, right. You know, I'll go and look him up tomorrow, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's kind of a cool thing to do. Um, you know, doing a bunch of them, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, And cover bands in general, absolutely not. No. Yep. But. I think it's cool to to pay homage to musicians that you know that influence you, right? You know, right. by do, by doing one of the songs, if you can do it justice. So, you know, my my old band, my old band Boiler, we were on a Pantera tribute album yeah. that no one, you know, no one liked the album, but we're on it. We did Mouth for War so on there, um, and most of the songs on there, I I thought were just not good, but. Yeah, I thought we did a pretty good version of Mouth for War. And there's another good band on there, Pissing Razors, who were from Texas at the time. But. Yeah. Well, I have to ask you, because I myself like Black Sabbath, too. Um, are you Ozzy, Dio, or both? Both. Cool. Awesome. High five. I am, too. I, some people <laughs> definitely like, both. I mean, I think I think Dio is probably the greatest metal singer of all time. God, yes. Um, and he's actually sort of from my neck of the woods. Really? Um, like yeah, because I, like I mentioned, I, I'm I'm from um, Ithaca. He he was actually from Cortland, New York. Which is about a thirty-five minute drive. Oh, okay. Um, sort of. Yeah. So when, when he was in his first band, Elf, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I I'm not sure if that's where they were based out of, but that's where he came from. Oh, cool. Um, Very cool. So. Did you have a chance to uh, see him perform before he passed away? Not only did I have a chance to see him perform, but I got to open up for him. Oh, oh, very nice. That is awesome, man. So that Yeah, I have my 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 band Boiler, we there was a place in Elmira, New York called Tags. Mm -hmm. It was an outdoor deal. Mm -hmm. Um and we managed to get on the bill and we opened up for for Dio uh, and wow. I didn't get to meet him he was on his bus the whole time but yeah. but his That's voice cool. sounded so great I was just so thrilled to just be doing it that is so. Really cool um so what are your thoughts on the uh, Dio hologram would you um go go see that in concert if you if they did do something like that Probably not. Yeah. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I got to experience the real deal. Yeah. So, you know, I've seen him in concert, and then I got to open up for him. So. That's heaven right there, man. Well, see, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if I'm bringing up some bad blood or anything, but you know, you talk about boiler a lot. I do have. I, I don't know what happened. I not. I don't really necessarily want to get into it, but. Do you have any regrets, or are you happy with where you're going right now with Longclaw? Or oh yeah, my you know, Boiler. We we were a three piece. Um, our original guitar player left. 
Um, there was a Yoko Ono <laughs> influence going on there. Okay. Um, we and we replaced him with another guitar player, <laughs> and so the drummer Jay and the other guitar player Brian, uh, we're still best friends to this day. I, just at the time, I was just I was done with music. I was done with the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring up Boiler because it was, you know, we were together for ten and a half years. Yes, right. um, it was a, it was a long time, mm-hmm. and um, but no, there's no there's no bad anything with that. Um, Besides a little just, troll. Uh, just a lot of good memories, and you know, uh, some of the best times of my life. That's cool. And a little trolling. <laughs> and a what? A little trolling. The troll. Yeah. And a little trolling na- <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, no, everything's all good with that. Okay. Right. Do you think, you know, if you if you go if you look back from the beginning um to now, the start of your career to now, are the you know, are there things that you have done differently or have you always kind of stayed consistent? As far as uh, not only have the <laughs> Not only have there been things that I have done differently, there are things I would go back and change. Um, I didn't used to write a lot of hooks, like I said earlier. Um, I wasn't much of a singer as as much as I was a yeller. Um, I would go back and change all that stuff. Um, But, um, you know, the years have gone by, and this is what we're doing right now. I have some regrets only because I wish I knew it's, you know, the old saying, I wish I knew then what I know know now. Um, but you know, you can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely taught you a lesson and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you're not going to make the same mistakes twice because you know, well, you're older and wiser. I mean, with age comes being wiser. So, yeah, well, some, <laughs> sometimes I would sometimes I would disagree. Yeah, disagree with that, but mm-hmm. but I, I I get you. You know, I, it, you learn things. It's yes. just you know, yes. you definitely you, you just learn things as as time goes on. You experience things, and you know, yeah. Um, so you know, you got to play with Dio, which is cool. Um, I know you're you're <laughs> yeah. big you're a big uh, Clutch fan. Um, have you ever yep. ha- had the opportunity to meet those guys? Clutch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I opened up for them three times. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, they're actually, <laughs> they're actually, uh, they're actually coming. Yeah, when I, again, when I was in Boiler up in yeah. upstate New York, yeah. when they would come through town, um, I met all of them, um, got a picture with Neil. Sweet. Um in the in the green room at the haunt, one of the clubs that they played. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just yeah. phenomenal. You know, you know, I often wonder because their influences to you, and you, you know, you admire them when you do get to meet them. Do you kind of turn into a like being that you're a fan? Do you turn in that fan and get that opportunity to tell them, hey? this is how much you influenced my career or this is what you did for me. Or you just play. I, I almost did. That. I almost did that with John Paul, the, the drummer. Um, <laughs> he was sitting at the bar. It was like the afternoon before the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, I saw him sitting there and I was like, 
I was kind of nervous to go up to him, but I, I just had to. Yeah. So I, was, I went up to him and I was like, hey, hey, John Paul, you know, my, my name is Will. We're going we're gonna to be opening for you guys tonight. I just, you know, want to tell you, you know, how much I love you guys. And I was, I, I was a little nervous, which mm-hmm. I'm not a starstruck person mm-hmm. <laughs> normally, but, you know, th- those guys, you know, were and still are a huge influence on me, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I was like, oh, you know, this was when when their um, the album um, oh, um, now I'm blocking it, but the album with Ghost on it. Um, you know, I was like, man, I really love that song, Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, Blast Tyrant, yeah, the album was Blast Tyrant, yeah. and um, I was like, man, I'd love to hear you guys play that. He's like, uh, oh, we haven't whipped that one out yet. I was like, okay, <laughs> and then they didn't play. They didn't play it that night either. Uh, but it was just, you know, just a really cool and kind of strange experience. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So. Well, you know, I, I'm. I really want people to be able to get a hand on disaster fees. So. Like what? Where's the best outlet to you know connect up with you guys? Get any of your merchandise? That kind of thing. What, what uh, social media? Uh, um, we we have uh, okay. So people can email us directly if they want um, and order directly, and it'll be sent directly by me. Oh. Um, okay. And the email is is longclawmetal at gmail um otherwise the album is available everywhere you can get it online at target best buy anywhere um there's a dozen or so um local record stores around the country um that have the physical copies cool um you know on the shelves and if anyone want, wants to get any shirts, they can, you know, we have one style of shirt that we physically are selling. You can email us for that. But we, we also have a Teespring website with all kinds of different designs. Um, and you just have to Google Teespring. That's T-E-E Spring uh, Long Claw. And it should, it should pop up. Um, so, yeah. Um, and you know it's available on iTunes and all the usual suspects. All right. Cool. Well, cool. I, I really appreciate uh, appreciate you, Will, and all the rest of the guys for what you guys do. And I'm glad we got to chat. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. I, I I really appreciate the time you guys have taken uh, to talk to me about about what I love to do. Well, awesome, and it's been fun. I hope you've enjoyed yourself as well. Oh, you, you're in Michigan, huh? Yes, oh, we yeah. are. Yes, we are. Where in Michigan? Uh, we're in Redford, which is about right next oh, door to Detroit, ten, yeah, basically. Ten miles outside Detroit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I played in Detroit. My um, my mother and her and my father and both of their side of the family. Are, have you ever been to Jackson? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played in Jackson too, but oh, okay. I remember going as going as a little kid to visit my grandmother in Jackson, and um, I got all 
kinds of family there. Oh, cool. Um, so I was, I was just curious. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to when you guys um, can are able to come to Michigan. So. Well, we are too. Yes. <laughs> but Eventually. We're, we're going cool. to continue to do what we can to promote. Um, we do what we can to promote every band that we've ever interviewed. So you guys will always and forever be on our playlist. So you can count on that. Sweet. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. And good luck with your your uh, injury and, you know, if you have to have surgery or whatever. Just yeah. hopefully it'll all work out for you, man. You need to do more stretching before you, you know, start lifting. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to physical therapy for a while, but, oh. you know, after a while, that wasn't even really helping anymore. I mean, I have to get a shot in my neck. Ow! So did, you already, off, yeah. did you already have a pre-existing injury before you really hurt? No. Mm. No. It was just one of those things, one of those days. I was I was doing some um, concentrated curls. Oh. And uh, I just felt something. Pop. And uh, I haven't been the same since <laughs> in two months. Well, but yeah. it'll get better. It'll get better soon. Well, good luck, man. So. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for for uh, the time. Hey, no You're problem. very welcome. So, and uh, okay, take care. Okay, you too. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye.